0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by BorgWarner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities.
1: Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. In today's news, Nissan sees autonomous cars coming even faster than anyone else does. There could be a massive lawsuit in the automotive supplier industry, and I've got some things to say about GM's revelations yesterday about its internal investigation. Let's go to that autonomous car story first. Last year, Nissan boldly announced that it will have a full line of fully autonomous cars for sale by 2020. But now, CEO Carlos Ghosn says we could see self-driving cars before that as long as they don't get held up by red tape. Goen believes autonomous cars could be on roads by 2018 in countries that have already begun autonomous tests like France, Japan, and the United States. But that's only going to happen if legislation is in place to allow them to go on sale. And in other Nissan news, the company has restarted construction of an infinity plant in China. Bloomberg reports the facility was delayed due to that island dispute between China and Japan. It'll be another year before the plant is up and running and will have an initial annual capacity of 100,000 units. GM just released their most powerful production car ever. And let me tell you, there's a lot of ponies under that hood. The LT4 supercharged 6.2-liter V8 engine is SAE-certified at 650 horsepower. That comes at 6,400 RPM. Get this, at idle, it produces 457 pound-feet of torque. At 2,800 RPM, it's producing around 625 pound-feet. Sorry, Porsche 911 Turbo S and V12 Ferrari F12 Berlinetta. And you can click on the show notes to learn about all the bits and pieces in that engine. Back in 2009, the supplier company Meritor won an antitrust suit against the Eaton Corporation. Bloomberg reports it was due over restrictive contracts and unfair rebates for the marketing of truck transmissions. Eaton was able to gain 90% of the market using those ploys and now may have to pay Meritor a staggering $2 billion. I say, that's a staggering amount of money for a supplier or company, and we're going to have to watch this case very carefully. BMW first introduced the X6 crossover back in 2008, and now it's pulling the wraps back on the second generation of the vehicle. It gets an updated exterior with a new look all the way around, and the interior is much more modern-looking compared to the current model. Powertrain choices remain the same, but the twin-turbo V8 has added over 40 horsepower. Production will continue at BMW's plant in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and pricing will be announced when it hits showrooms later this year. Okay, now let's get to that GM story. Yesterday, as we reported, GM fired 15 employees, mostly executives, over that ignition switch defect. GM CEO Mary Barra called the report brutally tough and deeply disturbing. And the internal investigation of the company was released by NHTSA, You can click on the link in today's show notes if you want to read all the gory details for yourself. Barra said there was no sign of a carver up or conspiracy within the company and presented this report as GM's way of becoming open and transparent. But that's not how others see it. Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut called it, and I quote, a failure to come clean, and he accused GM of just circling the wagons. I wouldn't go that far, but there are serious questions that have yet to be answered. First, if GM had such a culture of incompetence, neglect, and indifference, then how come there's not a whole lot more examples like this ignition switch defect? Or are there more, and we haven't heard about them yet? Also, if there was no cover-up, then why did GM fail to turn over documents to litigants as part of their scope of request to find out if there was a defect? if GM was hiding documents, sounds like a cover-up to me. Another item, Mary Barra admitted she was aware of an analysis of the Chevrolet Cobalt last December. I want to know, what analysis? What was that all about? And why, as CEO-designate, was she being informed of an analysis on a car facing a massive recall? And if it wasn't December, wouldn't former CEO Dan Ackerson have known about it as well? The next step in this drama will involve more congressional hearings, and you can bet they're going to get to the bottom of the questions that I just listed. At least this time, Mary Barra will likely do a much better job of handling her testimony, unlike the fiasco the last time she was up on the Hill. In yesterday's presentation, Barra finally looked and acted like she was the CEO of one of the largest industrial corporations in the world. Obviously, the new public relations team is making a difference. She's going to need that new media training because those congressional hearings are going to turn into something of a witch hunt. Anyway, that's my out line insight, but enough of me talking. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It.
0: Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com.
1: And now it's time for some of your feedback. Jim Bolecki wants something explained. I'm always confused on how automakers report their monthly sales results. You said that Ford sales decreased for the month but Ford says their sales increased by three percent. What gives? Jim, we always use Wards numbers, and they adjust them to reflect how many selling days there are in a month. This year, there was an additional selling day in May compared to last year. Since Wards wants to have a true apples-to-apples comparison, it showed how many cars Ford was selling on a daily basis in May. And that's why we reported Ford's sales were down, while Ford said they were up. When you take out that extra selling date, Ford's sales were down. MJB wants to know, why was Bob King's time at the helm so short? It feels as though King uh, has only had the reins at the UAW for a few short years. Well, you're right, but it's all about age. Once you hit 65 years old, you can no longer run for office in the UAW. King is now 66 and could not run again. Interestingly, Dennis Williams, the new president, is 61 years old. So if he turns 65 before the next election in four years, he can't run again either. Lex says, I was at my local Honda dealership this week and saw pictures of the HRV Compact crossover. Is this going to be the new design language for the CRV when it is refreshed or redesigned? Well, there definitely will be a family resemblance, and the HRV is indicative of where Honda's design language is going. Brett has some interesting observations about the street-legal version of the Delta Wing. One, he wants to know how on earth would the insurance group test that thing for low-offset frontal collisions? And two, if all cars were Delta Wings, would there no no longer be head-on collisions? It'd be about as difficult as balancing a pencil on its pointed end on a tabletop. (laughs) Those are great questions doesn't look like the small offset crash test would work on the delta wing. That narrow nose looked like it would just skip right off the barrier. And you're right. If everyone had delta wings, that would make head-on collisions almost a thing of the past. By the way, I asked safety experts years ago about using a bullet nose design to mitigate head-on collisions. They said it would work, but they felt that consumers just would not go for that kind of a look. Brad Warner had this to say about the code name of Hyundai's newest luxury car. We said that maybe Hyundai called it the AG because AG is the German designation for a corporation like BMW AG or Audi AG. And this car is definitely aimed at those AGs. Brad says perhaps Hyundai's AG code is a reference to silver's symbol on the periodic table. Maybe the car company will be coming out with an AU model that's even more expensive. And AU, of course, is the periodic table designation for gold. I like the way that you think, Brad. And we truly like hearing about all of your thinking. So thanks for all those letters and comments. I hope we get to one of yours these days. But that wraps up this week's Worth of Reports. Now go out there and have a great
0: weekend.